Uh, I know a lot of people say, oh, you should just focus on one thing and that's that's when you succeed. I, to a certain extent, that's true. You do need to focus on things to get to a... Some baseline level of competency. Competence, right? exactly. But beyond that, I think to succeed, you need to do multiple things. If right. you can't do multiple things in the end, you, you can't succeed. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think you have to have some baseline, like core competencies, right? If you're just like a... I hate generalists who say they're a generalist when they just suck at everything. Everything. Right? Yeah. Like, I think that's like a that's point. That's not like, an option. If, if you're just yeah. actually just bad at everything, that's not generalist. You're yeah. just bad at everything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, a generalist is like, you have to be good at, like, multiple things. Yeah. And I think specialists, right. like, you got to be really, really deep. Deep in one thing. Yeah. And and I think on some level, at uh, there's space for both, right? right? I'm not saying it's a fit personality fit for everyone to be a generalist and be good at multiple right. things and do this. But I think if you're a CEO, especially, uh, I think being a generalist is very, very important. Critical. Yeah. Critical. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm, I'm curious. I, I feel like you, you talk a lot about user testing mm -hmm. with whale and it seems to yeah. be, I think a lot of companies will say they care about users, but I think you guys, you, you guys seem to be one of the rare companies that actually practices what, is preached. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What's the most interesting stuff you've learned from that process? Yeah, definitely. So I'm definitely a people person. Right. Uh, I believe in building companies that have faces uh, attached to them and right. not uh, like people attached to them. Right. And that's very important as a user. Uh, for me personally, if I know these people work on something and they care about me right. as a user, I'm more likely to use that product right. and having a dialogue with them, uh, with your users has always been important. So for right. example, even with our previous companies, right? Like with Artist Union, I added some of these producer kids around the world <laughs> as my personal Facebook friends. Right. And I would talk to them on Facebook and that was really helpful to understand their mentality. Right. Because at the end of the day, you don't build you're not building software just for the sake of it. You're building that software for, for people. people and you need to understand yeah. the people first yeah. to build the right things for them. I think it's so obvious to like us that like, you gotta just like actually be of the people. Yeah. But I feel like maybe like five years ago, or I think you talked to computer science students at Stanford. Mm -hmm. I, like it, if a lot of people are still very shy or, or just very that. tentative about it. It's just yeah. like this weird flip for like you realize, I don't know when I realized that, but it's you. You got to be of the people for right. actually people to like want to work, work, use your stuff or yeah, work with exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. And and the best I believe the best ideas are always going to come from them. Uh, and I'm tr I try to set that president uh, even with our kind of engineering uh, the the, the right. two engineers that we should. And James has been really awesome and big. And all of our guys are like really open uh, to taking questions on well. We uh, right. all of us do user studies, not just me. Uh, so that everybody understands uh, the pain points right. uh, and uh, customer service as well a little bit. Uh, everybody does a little bit right. of it so that they know what's coming in, what right. are the issues, right? Uh, I think that's really important when you're building a tech company to, like, like we said, uh, be of the people, understand the people who use. Right. Uh, so anyway, uh, getting back to the, the second part of your question about what did you learn? I learned so much from our users in the, just in the last month. I'm realizing some of them uh, have uh, never done video. So there's uh, kind of like 
this first time experience where you either see yourself on video or yeah, hear weird. yourself and yeah, you kind freak of feels, out. feels a little weird. <laughs> right. Uh, so we need to kind of address that. I've talked to a lot of uh, female uh, members of the influencer community and they're like, well, my, you know, there's things you got to be ready to do, do, uh, do a whale video because it's, uh, it's, uh, or a whale spout as we're yeah, calling yeah. it. Uh, because you you have to it's a permanent thing right so right. so what are we going to do about this right how do we make it more um acceptable to be more casual right. and also but at the same time how do we make people look the way they want to look right? right so that's like building creator tools filter yeah, type filter stuff. exactly right. uh stuff like that uh and then on the user side i'm realizing a lot of our users are very engaged on twitter they were early core users they uh, they love edutainment. Uh, so they were reading Quora as like, that's their entertainment, right? right. Like they'll, instead of just like, I remember on, used to doing that a little yeah. bit, just, yeah. just browse, just yeah. browse, right? right? Like just to learn something new. Uh, but it felt more and more like a, the, a too big of a commitment to right. them and they dropped off and they were kind of searching for something right. uh, to fill that gap and which they didn't find anywhere else. And now they found well, and they're super excited about right. it. Yeah. Uh, so we need to uh, continue to so discovery is clearly still becoming a problem uh, right. pretty fast because it, the the community is growing and and there's all different types of content being created right. and we want to figure out how to surface the most interesting yep. things. So we've already experimented with the feed multiple times in the month. Yeah, I remember uh, you mentioned like I think when you onboard like there's topics you want to sign up for and I right. remember I think watching one of James's I think the CTO's answers like yeah. yeah that's fake. That's totally fake. Yeah, we collected <laughs> a lot of data around what topics. Yeah, you but that'd be interested. interesting to see that actually. Um, service up like yeah. relevant yeah. you know, featured questions. Right, exactly. So fe featured questions, we're thinking about doing uh, stories. So we want to curate uh, interesting stories uh, around topics or events right. uh, and then have that as a whale kind of a story okay. where you play like five videos I or see. whatever and from five different kind of perspectives. Right, so, so like basically grouping things like relevant to the time and, that's and, right. and, and, and day and whatever. Packaging it up right. uh, so that you can have a, a little bit of a fresh and a lean back right. experience and it, it discovery. I think a lot of people have asked for tags, but what I think, so that's part of uh, another um I guess product management slash user research thing, right? Like you get a lot of feedback. Right. I was going to ask yeah. the second part. Like, yeah. how do you decide? Like, what is the one true north, right? As CEO, you have to collate everyone that wants yeah. everything, yeah. and you're just like, you can't do everything. That's right. doing nothing. So, right. How you know? How do you decide? How do you be the decider? I think how I'm doing it right now is looking at what are the three core things about our platform that people like, right? Uh, and what are the three core actions that we want people to do? Watch videos, ask questions, answer questions. So if it's not part of those three things, right. we probably shouldn't be doing it, right? Uh, and then I have other ideas around like uh, creator uh, safety is very important and uh, just like the platform being a positive experience right. both for people who create the content and people ask the questions and people watching, right? So I don't want things like so initially we had a, a very long discussion about like comments and, and further right, right, reactions. Right. And one of the, I, I feel pretty strongly that we shouldn't have comments Interesting. Right? Yeah. because it opens up a whole uh, new kind of Pandora's box of <laughs> issues. Yeah. Uh, people flaming people. Like, right. Oh, that was a stupid answer. Or, yeah, wrong. exactly. Okay. Right. Uh, I, it's, 
people say a lot of and this is from music again but like a lot of artists say like oh i don't really care about all the negative comments i get and you know i've done music videos i've gotten millions right. of views and the one that's false <laughs> right they just say that to put on a brave face right. but as as anyone it's very vulnerable to be on video and give answers right right it's a it's a, and if those people get negative comments uh it's it's gonna be tough for them to keep going right and create content uh so i think we need to balance those things so that's right. that's one thing but again yeah i i try to think of things as like here are the core things that we want people to do and this is the main value add of the platform so let's just get all the feedback but work on the things right improving that core experience first yeah i think one thing that i've just <clears throat> i think just really has resonated with me over the years is that if you just get like a few core things really really right like you 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 get so much push from yeah. like the an ecosystem that right. like you can't, almost can't mess up. You just gotta like hold on and not mess it up. Right. Exactly. I think it's like finding those like core. Like you could say like Twitter or like Snapchat. They just got a few core core things right. Exactly. And just like didn't matter any of the like, everything people making else. Fun of the crappy is, UI. It's like didn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's a, I mean that's an interesting thing I've learned. I always actually thought. You know, as a creative, I thought uh, positioning, you know, branding and like all of this marketing stuff, right. that, that's, that was kind of the experience that I brought before I did startups. But then Justin showed me this whole other way of doing things where it's like talk to users, build a core product. Uh, the, the great example he always gives about design, uh, which we go back and forth, is like WhatsApp. People use billions. <laughs> it's basic as <laughs> yeah, hell, right? Yeah, right. Uh, but people use it, right? So, yeah, billion, so that a billion plus people, right? And one of our engineers, he's so talented. Um, Vic uh, is also like a, a designer. James has a design eye. We uh, Leo is incredible, and uh, he's designed everything for the app. Um, and so that there's this kind of balance between like getting design really crisp and nice, but also, uh, you know, Justin's uh, thing is, hey, this <laughs> this stuff is great, yeah. but like. We got to nail the core, right? like product first, right? Uh, so there's like a, a good kid. balance. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like, would you rather have something that converts but looks like a piece of crap or something that's like really, really optimized and mm -hmm. it's like, okay, right? Like you could definitely polish up a this, crappy looking thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like you would assume that it would just grow even 10x faster. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, um, do you do anything biohackery? Obviously, um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm curious, like yeah, anything, yeah, that, I do, anything do. you do that to yeah. optimize your regimen, I'm curious if for so, our listeners, they I don't know if this, uh, this was actually a question for you. I don't know if these things were good for me to do or sure. bad, but uh, so before my, when I was on Wall Street, I was working at Lehman Brothers as okay. a, in, and in the mortgage desk of all things for the for 05 to 07. So okay. very stressful, he almost, crazy environment. You almost saw the whole thing blow up. Exactly. But he got <laughs> so I saw the start of the blow up, but uh, fortunate enough to get out in right. time. Uh, it was very stressful, uh, not a very healthy uh, kind of eating environment. Right. Uh, but then I was getting married and I needed to lose weight. So I talked to one of the guys on the desk and he was like, this is what you need to do. You need to eat, an, eat a yogurt every day uh, and nothing else for breakfast. <laughs> okay. Right. And then, uh, then you got to eat lunch, but light, uh, basically like a sandwich or some, something. And then he was like, you got to skip dinner no dinner ever <laughs> interesting right? so i did that for six months lost a ton of weight right uh 
but then I didn't really, you know, have fitness, right? Like I was just like lean. Right. Does that work at all? Like is skipping dinner a good thing? Uh, what What are your thoughts on that? Because I know yeah. you you fast a lot. Yes. So. Yes. That's yeah. actually a good good question. So I think there's needs to be a better distinction between cal- caloric restriction mm-hmm. versus fasting. So calorie restriction is like t- is like eating. So most of us eat, you know, 2,000 to 300 calories a day. Yeah. So calorie restriction, would you be eating, you know, 1,000 or 1,500 calories a day. Mm-hmm. So like every day. So there's interesting data that, that, that does increase longevity, but the downside is that it basically slows your metabolism. So yeah. often people will feel cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will start losing muscle mass, which is not great. Yeah. The interesting thing with intermittent fasting is that you basically like, go zero calorie and then you, you, you feast. Go back to, yeah. So you, you, you should actually, if you're intermittent fasting properly, get your full caloric intake of the week in aggregate, mm-hmm. but you spike it. So you get like really interesting insulin response curves where you have like very, very low insulin mm-hmm. and then like you have a normal insulin response. That, so yeah. that increases your insulin sensitivity. And there's like really interesting data where it increases human growth hormones that actually retains lean muscle mass. Uh, interesting things around, uh, Got it. uh, sort of like recovery time. So I think what I've been testing out recently is basically f- doing all my workouts fasted. So you take advantage of all the HGH uh, yeah. elevation while you're working out. So you get like, you, you basically stack up. If you're doing heavy lifts, for example, you, mm-hmm. you also generate HGH. So you just build up a lot more muscle mass and you recover faster. And it seems to be pretty reasonable. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I think obviously if you're eating less calories than normal, yeah, you so will I, lose I do. weight. That, that's the second thing that <laughs> right. I, I've done. So for the last year, uh, I mean, I've been all, uh, pretty much eating healthy for right. for a while, uh, for you know two to three years. But um, but I was still eating carbs. But uh, I stopped, pr- and this is very hard to do as right. somebody from Sri Lanka or like South Asian heritage, right? Now, everyone, all, everyone eats yeah, carbs. Carbs, in the right? Culture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bread, like noodles, very to... heavy carb yeah. uh, diet. Uh, I stopped. I mean, pretty much stopped eating carbs and also sugar. How long ago? Now about a year. Wow. Yeah. So I've been able to keep it up for a year. <laughs> Yeah, that's impressive. And yeah. it's just so like obviously like no soda, yeah. like no bread, no yeah. n- like no ramen noodles. Nope. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so you're eating just protein and fat and pretty much okay. Yeah, protein and fat for about a and year. And like vegetables. Yeah. A lot of vegetables. Um I mean go to Whole Foods every day for lunch and get a bunch of kale and chicken. Uh and just like I've just gotten used to eating that way. Yeah. But I don't know what the long term effects of that change would be. Right. right. So, uh, and I also work out. So, like P90X, or I just do right. a quick high intensity workout, Insanity P90X, something right. uh, for 30 minutes most days. So, that's kind of my the extent of. Do you do that in the morning or? I do it in the morning because if I stay till evening, it just won't. It happen. never, I, that's what I realized. You never can get it done because there's yeah. a birthday party, there's, there's a meeting, stuff. and then yeah. you can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty careful about sugar intake as well. Like I don't take sugar with my coffee or like other things, but I, you know, I treat myself some, some days, you know, right. treat yourself days, but I don't really have a cheat day. This is something I talked about <laughs> with Vic uh, yesterday and he, he, he mentioned doing something similar to what you were doing, like a little bit of uh, fasting and then he would have a cheat day with like 4,000 calories or something. <laughs> and he said it worked better for him. Right. So do you think I should just like, continue to do my you know kind of strict diet seven days a week don't really change at all or uh, 
maybe experiment a little bit with I the... think with like I, I think the nice thing about intermittent fasting is that you can you can focus your discipline on short bursts mm-hmm. right I think it's very impressive that you can just like not you know do you have any leaks in your in your lifestyle right mm-hmm. like I don't know like what if someone's giving you like you know a cocktail with like red bull in there you're not gonna drink it you're just that strict uh pretty strict about that yeah, yeah that's impressive like, right no i i don't I'm, i don't i don't want soda or red bull like this actually happened yeah no somebody I got imagine. me a, uh i said uh this whiskey on the rocks last right. week and they give you whiskey and coke or something yes and you're like and no I, no yeah i just said no yeah so i think that that's very hard i think for like 100 like 99 percent of people to do they'd be like uh okay yeah this sure. is what's available right yeah um so my recommendation is typically you know consistency is the most important right mm-hmm. i think when people get really excited about like trying a new thing they are really hardcore about it for like two weeks and you're like ah, I, I can't do it yeah so if you can just like stick to your regimen super well i think like if you don't need any like cheat days that's that's mm-hmm. pretty cool yeah um, like i don't remember the last time i had a burger or a pizza and i don't miss it that's yeah i think thing. i think people right? don't realize that and you just shift your you your just diet. shift yeah. you just shift your diet and people like you know i go to this place around the corner <laughs> from our office with the team and they all get the grilled cheese and the burger and everything and i just you know i, I i'm okay with getting my salad and that's what i want to eat right. Uh, but I also thought, uh, I mean, I want to put on more muscle right. because I think that's better in the long term, yeah. right? And I switch from doing just cardio to doing more weights. Right. Uh, so I do three days of weights and then right. uh, the other days cardio. And then I kind of have like a yoga or some kind of chiller day. Right. Uh, but it's I, good balance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think one way that I've come to think about diet and exercise is that they're really orthogonal. Um, like you need to exercise to gain muscle you don't you can't like eat protein shakes to get yeah, buff yeah you actually have to like work out work those out. muscles so, you, yeah. so like if you want to gain more muscle mass have to do heavy lifts right all, all those basics and then obviously um consume and i but i think like oftentimes like the western diet is overweight on protein anyways mm-hmm. right if you think about like like your your pictures of like prehistoric humans right they're like super jack super fit yeah because they're like always working out and like yeah. they're not as, they're not like feasting on like protein shakes right because like your body's pretty efficient on maintaining lean muscle mass and then when it has protein and and it's like you know in a recovery mode it pulls the protein in mm-hmm. and then eating carbs is what what are your thoughts on that um so what's your diet like are, are you just doing balanced diet or are you also doing yeah so typically i'll do a fast a 36 hour fast i'm mm-hmm. experimenting with longer fasts now so i just recently did like a 66 hour fast wow um right before thanksgiving just, just water yeah or, just water wow wow that's pretty long yeah no it yeah. is i mean it's it, get, it gets actually days. it gets it gets easier after it's day two or three because your body goes into ketosis mm-hmm. you start eating your own body fat essentially yeah um i mean there's literally people that have yeah that that, like there's like that one case study there's like a super obese guy Mm -hmm. that was able to just eat multivitamins and drink water for 400 days and just like lost like 200 pounds of fat his body was just breaking down his own fat i mean fat is really just our body's energy store like in a a, sort of body's refrigerator really um anyways so i'll i'll typically do a fast and then i'll uh eat pretty keto so very little carbs as I break into it, mm-hmm. but then just my personal lifestyle, you know, if I get to Thursday or Friday, 
and you know people want to get get sushi or something you know it's hard you go to you know I, you know I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll partake yeah so i think that's been more sustainable for me where i can just be really really disciplined you know break into my first meals ketogenically you know high fat medium protein low carbs mm-hmm. um and and it's, it sort of extends out the benefits of going to ketosis while i'm fasting yeah and then still be able to you know have fun on weekends so when do you do your fasts typically uh monday night to wednesday morning so i'm actually right. i mean I'll, I'll be fasting today today's a tuesday yeah so wow yeah. and then does does it i mean does it impact your work at all or initially um, did it, do it, that it the first couple of weeks sucked because yeah. your body's just used to having constant uh like energy glucose burst. i mean yeah. we're, 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 all our bodies are just glucose adapted mm-hmm. right like you've almost trained our bodies to have constant snacks every like three hours right um, and you think about it from a food industry perspective, the only way they can increase their market size is to tell people to eat more calories. Right. Like if you look at like, that's true. The, you know, you <laughs> think about it, like literally it's like the number of people times calories eaten is like a total addressable market for food companies. Yeah. yeah. And if you just look at the history of food, like Romans had one big meal a day, Asian culture had a lot of, a lot of times had two meals two. a day. Yeah. And it's really like recently there's like a factory system for consumption, right? Like you have, to, like we're all factory workers that got to go report into, you know, warwick factory back mm-hmm. in england or whatever morning shift well you got to eat something before morning shift lunch shift in the middle and do your evening shift and then yeah. before then you, you sleep do, yeah so i think it's like just sort of re-breaking like our productivity cycles aren't industrial revolution era mm-hmm. productivity cycles mm-hmm. that's actually we're all, a lot of us are very just mentally focused right mm-hmm. so it's like gear our regimens towards that kind of productivity yeah um but now I think Tuesdays often are, are pretty are very clear for me. Um, not a lot of distractions around consumption. Um, There's it, also like a really interesting data where your uh, your brain actually is, apparently seems to prefer ketone bodies as its energy source as opposed to glucose. So oh, it's like wow. interesting like cl- like metabolic benefits. Or it's like there's interesting data that uh, your mitochondria burning on ketones is twenty percent more efficient than burning glucose mm-hmm. um so there's like interesting effects with like mental clarity uh, i'm just remembering like anecdotes from uh like greek times where before you could go to the you know plato's academy they would tell you to fast so you could come back smarter wow. um, and there's like <laughs> there's like anecdotes in uh japanese or american pow's in japanese camps where they were basically in starvation mode but they were uh, having like apparently like very crazy mental feats where they could like recall books from memory wow. or uh, um, like be able to like learn Norwegian in like a week or something. That's so like amazing. so so it's like this very interesting like anecdotal data where yeah. uh, your brain in a fasted state or on ketosis are doing sort of these crazy feats. So it's like seeing those anecdotal stories and then like looking at emerging science with mm-hmm. brain metabolism of ketones. It's pretty interesting for like a productivity perspective. And how did you get into all of this? <laughs> I mean, I think with like a lot of our listeners and also I think similar to you, I think uh, initially just intellectually curious and right. wanted to um, be the best version of myself. Obviously you, you're probably like fairly type A to like run a company, do all these right. different things, right? Like you yeah. want to be the best Rana do that you can be, you can be yeah. and like see how you can like impact the world. And I think, um, I, I guess a part of me is like, okay, one like meta way to do that is to like just improve your ba- improve your own baseline. Right. If you can learn a little bit faster, have a little bit more stamina, a little bit more everything, then 
assuming that you're pointing in the right direction, you get, you eke out more and more things. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of thinking about it. So self-improvement is part of your kind of contribution to society, right? Yeah. And if you can leverage that out broader then if everyone can be a little bit more better, uh, then you're increasing like worldwide proactivity in a way, which I think is a really noble mission for like biohacking to like look at, especially where I think a lot of people are disillusioned with like, our healthcare system today where yeah. like it seems like it's kind of in a weird system where most expensive out uh, interventions worse outcomes and people aren't, aren't very happy with like going to the doctor once a year and getting like like a snapshot of data we have so much technology to be tracking all this stuff con- like consistently yeah. why aren't we like taking advantage of it yeah anyways before we like dive into all of that mm-hmm. i want to leave you with the last word here like what can we be looking forward to with whale or any other sure. things that you're working on so we're we're working on uh stories like i said yeah. uh, uh so the first thing we're working on is i'm um, uh the the rewriting the recording flow and like <laughs> making it better for creators interesting right? uh uh making it more fun is important because i think for some creators it's still a little bit of work there's this kind of interesting uh dynamic where hey my peers are on here and i really need to sound smart and also like be presentable right Right. so so all of those things play in there's a there's a little added pressure versus uh posting a snap or like just like you don't think about it as much so i think some people are more comfortable than others so i'm actually pretty interested in hearing about what you think because you said it's it's seem feels more casual yeah which is exactly what we want to make it for the creator side right like i think i have thicker skin than usual i just know that like hey this is my face. Mm-hmm. I can maybe be 10% more attractive or 10% limit. It's like, whatever. Yeah. At a certain point, yeah. it's like, this is kind of your face. Right. I just get over it. Let's just, just put it out there. Right. right. So I think I like that. And, and a lot of people feel that way, but there's also some people Which who want to do the video. Instagram filter. Right. A little bit everything. more, uh, kind of give them the tools to add more to the video right. than just like their face and, uh, so that we're working on that right. uh, to make it better for creators. Also, there's been some upload issues. Hopefully, you didn't uh, experience not, not that. Not too many issues. Very, yeah. very small percentage. Right. Like less than one percent of people have experienced that. Um, so, but we still want to be at a hundred percent, right? Absolutely. So, so we're gonna fix that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, stories is coming. So curated stories. You'll see a lot more influencers from different pl- uh, kind of verticals. Uh, we wanna. Uh, figure out more discovery on the platform so uh, having for example a panel so like panel on biohacking you would be able to invite your other friends or people who are influential in the area and then people could ask the panel questions that's cool something like that uh but yes more more on the discovery being easier to for you to find and play videos right that's the main thing right and then uh, we also want to work on making it easy to ask questions um so make that more obvious and visible right uh for people to be able to quickly jump in and ask ask a question so those are the those are the main things so those those are all fall within the three things the buckets of watching videos and getting interesting content out there and then asking. asking a question, right. making it really easy, and then uh, posting a response. So making those three things. Awesome. Yeah, really I think good. we're all looking forward to those updates. And, and uh, if you have questions, yeah. right, like literally either email us uh, per usual or yeah. just find Ask us on, on Whale, Whale. right? Yeah. Like you can, like I know Ronald is very active. I'm active on Whale. So yeah. feel free to ask me questions and happy to answer any biohacking questions. Yeah, me too. 
and and uh, this is actually uh, just the before the last word other than biohacking are there things that you're interested in answering on well and um um i mean i think <laughs> I, i i'm happy to talk about anything but mm-hmm. i think i think what's i perhaps uh, have most i guess credibility in is biohacking perhaps mm-hmm. general entrepreneurship um yeah. I guess sort of as hobbies, I, I, I really like real estate. So I don't know. I mean, right. I think, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people are just like multi faceted, faceted, right? right? Yeah, I think exactly. all of us, you know, yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, I don't think it's obvious that you were like a million records selling performing <laughs> artists. Like that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's so not I want to, I, I want to surface, try to figure out a way to, uh, surface things like that about, because people, tend to put forward their most like i'm a professional whatever x right <laughs> yeah. and people shouldn't feel the need to put themselves in a box right uh so i want to try to figure out how ways to expose you know That's people actually a very important problem to solve i think people just uh, yeah i think everyone else has very little mind share of other people right yeah. like you are this to me yes and exactly. all right like you just build that's, someone that's around it. x yeah exactly i think we all know once you get to know people that people are complex yeah, yeah complex people and yeah. they like talking about stuff yeah right i was talking to holly uh who started kabam uh she's been giving advice Kabam's on like a billion dollar yeah. game company. yeah billion yeah. dollar gaming company interesting person and she was like, oh, I, I would like to talk about Chinese immersion for kids. Because her, <laughs> but people are just asking her gaming questions. Right? Gaming and entrepreneurship yeah. questions and women in tech. Like, So that's an interesting problem, right. I think, for us to solve as well. So yeah. you'll definitely, I'm, I'm thinking about it a lot and I want to solve cool. that. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for taking the time yeah. and, and joining. Thanks it was for a really fun me. conversation. Yeah. Hey, peace.